Hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Dylan Barker. Uh, welcome back to another episode of another unnecessary podcast. Um, today, we're going to be talking about something that, again, is extremely unnecessary. Uh, but, uh, you know, I wanted to express my opinion on it. Um, I'm part of the A24 fan uh, film group chat, whatever the hell it is, uh, on Facebook. And um, I recently made a post about how uh, Todd Phillips' 2019 Joker is is extremely overrated, uh, which I I you know uh, believe because people are calling it you know the best film of uh, 2019, um, and and it's a masterpiece. And and people to this day you know months after it was released are are still cosplaying as Joker, um, and. There are multiple arguments I have for that, but we'll get back get back to that in a second. Um, somebody commented arguing with me on that post, and they were saying um, they were trying to explain themselves as to why they believe uh, Joker to be a masterpiece and and how it's not overrated. Um, and somewhere in that discussion, they decided to throw in the idea that there's no such thing as an underrated film. And their argument for that was that, uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, their argument was that art doesn't need uh, uh, fame in order to be good. And to a certain extent, you're correct, right? You know, uh, if a tree falls in the woods and there's no one around to hear it, does it still make a sound? Yes, it still makes a sound. Art is still art if nobody, uh, nobody sees it. But art loses its purpose if it ha- if it does not have an audience and and that's where um underrated films come in uh for example uh off the top of my head the most underrated film i think i've ever watched was a i believe it's 2005 film called stay um and it stars ryan gosling now <clears throat> nobody's ever heard of it if, if you um if you're familiar with chris stuckman on YouTube who reviews films, uh, and, and uh, you would probably uh, know what I'm talking about because he did a did a uh, review or an analysis or whatever on it uh, a while back. Um, but Stay is, is a genius film. It, it takes these fundamental rules of filmmaking and completely turns them upside down. Uh, and, and when it was first released, Critics said, you know, oh, it didn't follow these rules, which makes it a bad film. Uh, and they didn't understand that the 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 picture was doing it on purpose. Um, you know, there was clear intent and clear purpose uh, in, in the storytelling and uh, and the progress of the the, the plot as to why these uh, uh, what were interpreted as bad filmmaking was taking place um and you know i think it has like uh, 40 41 or something on metacritic um and it's and that is something i would call an underrated film because nobody knows about it right and the people that have known about it in the past thought it was a shitty movie when in fact it's it's quite brilliant now that's 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 an underrated film because it was rated poorly when it shouldn't have been rated poorly and nobody has seen it. Uh, now, 
yes, it's still art, even though nobody has seen it, but that makes the purpose of the film less dramatic. It, it, it takes the purpose away from the film because art doesn't have a purpose if there's nobody to see it. That's why there is so much uproar in, in uh, you know, the bullshit classist society that buys up all the art and, and hangs it up above their fireplace in, in their, you know, multi-million dollar mansions. Because those people get to enjoy this beautiful masterpiece and nobody ever gets to see it again. And it's a bunch of horse shit, you know? Um, and that's what underrated films are. They're pieces of, of magnificent art that are being pushed aside and nobody gets to see them. And it's really disappointing that, that people don't understand that. Um, so that's, that's why I think this person who said uh, there's no such thing as an underrated film doesn't understand that uh, audience is just as important as, as uh, the art itself. Now, um, I want to return to my argument for, uh, the overrated film, Joker. It's a, it's a very touchy subject for a lot of people. Uh, because whenever it was first coming out, you know, there was a whole bunch of crap in the news about it being, uh, what was it, incel violence or some garbage like that that they were reporting. Um, and the, the, the argument people have for why Joker is such a great film is there, there are different stances, but, but the most valid argument I've come across is that the film touches on, um, on subjects of mental health, uh, child abuse, and a, uh, a classist, uh, you know, society that destroys uh, everyone below them and, and you know, uh, the whole quote-unquote eat the rich uh, aspect that's been talked about over and over and over and over again. Now, <clears throat> the filmmaking itself for Joker was, was fairly decent, you know, um, the cinematography was great. Joaquin uh, Phoenix, Phoenix's performance was what held the entire film together, and and uh, the the score was beautiful. You know, I have no complaints with uh, cinematography, uh, Joaquin's performance, and and the score. Hands down, those are beautiful elements of the film. But what people don't want to recognize is is all of the bullshit that was covered up by those magnificent traits. Um. You know, I, I have this 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 um, this theory that uh, it's not a masterpiece. You just liked the ending, right? Because that's that's what Joker was. You know, the the first act and the second act of Joker were all were was just very iffy, very very iffy. You know, um, I'll, I'll try not to include any spoilers, but. Um, there are plot elements that are unnecessary, that are unintelligent, 
and that are very forced throughout uh, the first two acts. And, and there's one major one in the third act. Now, <clears throat> I, I want to talk about... I want to I wanna argue against the fact that this film makes uh, meaningful uh, political and social statements. Um, and the way I'm going to do that is by by explaining by comparing Joker to a, a much greater film uh, that was also released in 2019 because they both have a one uh, similar theme. Uh, so I want to talk about Joker and Bong Joon Ho's uh, South Korean film Parasite. Now. What? Okay, so Parasite, the best way I can and I can relate it to Joker is they both make, uh, they both touch on the subject of capitalism and classist societies uh, and, you know, uh, how that um, affects the lower classes and what they have to do to survive and, and uh, you know, um, having a shelter versus having a home, that whole aspect you know i don't have to to talk about it too much because it's been done over and over again and i'm not saying that's a bad thing because it's still a major problem um but i will talk about how parasite did it correctly and joker was shallow and empty in its quote-unquote political statements uh so joker what what joker touches on um, is in, in this uh, theme of capitalism and classist societies is that, you know, Joker is this uh, lower class citizen, right? Um, along with the majority of the people who are, who are all lower class citizens. Um, and, you know, they're living in the slums and there's crime rampant on the city. People are being shot, uh, you know, uh, you know the kids are hooligans and all of this nonsense right and and then you have this drastic increase from from lower class to upper class and you know upper class is the wayne family obviously um now what what happens in the film is that the film bashes us over the head repeatedly with this notion of the Wayne family being terrible, uh, terrible people because they aren't focusing on the city, um, and these lower class Americans are suffering. And yes, I agree with all of that. That is all very true, right? Uh, and that, that relates back to our society today. Um, because, you know, you have all of these people holding all of this wealth, and then you have so many excuse me, so many people, uh, you know, suffering and not, not being able to live a healthy and, and, uh, sufficient life. And yes, I will admit that, that Joker touches on these subjects, but what does not happen is Joker does not make a statement on the subjects and does not, uh, provide any, does not provide any interest in explaining the subjects or, or, addressing them in an artistic or creative way. Now, Bong Joon-ho's Parasite is, is the entire film is about, well, it, it's about, I think he calls it a family uh, tragic comedy or something like that. He calls it, Bong Joon-ho 
somebody asked him what the um you know genre of parasite was and he said that it doesn't fit any genre and it's a family tragic comedy and that fits it very well um the primary statement that the film is trying to make is that there is an upper class there is a middle class and there is a lower class and no matter how hard you fight, no matter how hard you try and what you do, that upper class will always shove you right back down to the bottom. You know, you can, you may be on top for a second, but you always fall right back down because that's exactly how society works. There's always going to be, uh, you know, a staircase leading up and then a fall right back down, you know. And in the film, the parasite is called bong joon ho's staircase film because it has all of these metaphors of of this lower class family uh you know uh traveling their way up this staircase and into this upper class upper class uh you know regime or, or, or um home you know and that that those metaphors that are included throughout the film are an uh, artistic take on what it's like to be this family and what it's like to have to to do all of this this shit because of this this you know upper class controlling everything and it does it so so beautifully and so uh you know so and joker doesn't do that what what joker does is it says here's a character here's a shitty apartment he doesn't have a job he can't go to therapy, and it's all because of the rich people. And it's very whiny and 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 soulless, and it makes and it's just disappointing. It's very disappointing because it had so much potential to to make important statements on on class and and on mental health and on uh, child abuse, but it doesn't. It just throws them in the film. And then it's and then it's, people register that as oops, they're talking about things that shouldn't be happening. It's it's making statements when in, when in actuality it's not. Um, I like I like to make the the metaphor that just because a film touches on a subject and puts puts a uh, a subject into a film, that does not make the entire film about that subject. You know, that would, for Joker, just because it, it, it has a character who's poor, that does not make the film about classism. And that's just like saying uh, you have a gay character put into a film. That does not instantly make the entire film about the LGBTQ plus community and, and uh, you know, a discrimination against sexuality. That's not how it works. You have to, you have to include all of you have to include puzzle pieces that form one big picture as to what statement you're making um i like to uh refer people to mikhail hanukkah's quote uh, mikhail hanukkah is one of the greatest living directors um i strongly recommend you look up his work um he has a quote i think it, it, i can't remember the exact quote off my head off the top of my head but it is something something along the lines of um a, a film a great film is like a ski jump you know you lead the audience up to the ski jump and then they can either choose to take off or they can fall 
and Joker doesn't do that. It it what Joker does is it points at the ski jump and says, "See that way at the top of the mountain? Yeah, that exists." And that's it. It doesn't it doesn't shove you off of this ski jump so that way you can make the choice to interpret it or you can fall and and choose not not to uh, take full advantage of everything the film is saying. It doesn't do that. Parasite, on the other hand, does. It lays out this nice, long, steep ski jump at the top of this mountain that it walks you up. And, and, you know, um, walking out of the film, you can either take off, you know, of this ski jump and and fly into the air and say, oh my God, did you notice... uh, uh, what Bong Joon-ho was saying with this metaphor and, and this simile and, and, and these symbols and blah blah blah. Or you can come out of Parasite and say, yeah, that was a really good movie. What do you want for dinner? And <laughs> that's, that's what Joker is. It, it falls flat. It falls flat of everything that it could have done. It, like, it's just so disappointing. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix Without his performance, the film would be garbage. Okay, and and I know you're gonna say, oh, why is that? Why why do you uh, make that statement? Well, have you watched the film when not concentrating on his performance? It's not very good. <laughs> the, the the film treats you like like you're a little kid. It's saying, okay, Timmy, now put the circle the the put the cylinder in the circle hole and put the uh, you know the trapezoid in the trapezoid hole you know it's so obnoxious stop treating audiences like we're stupid we can interpret a film however we want but if you don't give us substance to work with and you shove it down our throats it's not good it's not good you can't force purpose and creativity and Joker forces it, and it's not good. And all of these people are saying it's a masterpiece, and it's beautiful. I mean, come on, people. Have you, you know, people are calling it the best film of the year. Have you seen Parasite, or, or The Lighthouse, or Pain and Glory? I mean, good lord. It's, it's, it's like people... It's like people saw this and they said most supervillain movies and superhero movies are really, really bad, but this one is decent, so I'm going to make it really, really good. That's not how it works. You know, if you put Joker up to the quality of Logan, which came out a few years back, there is no comparison. Logan is infinitely better. And Logan, uh, it's it's a film about letting go and grief and, and old age. And shit, it's a superhero movie. <laughs> I mean, come on. And Joker is is a film about, uh, about a guy with a mental health issue that goes and does some stupid shit and it causes a giant, you know... A wave of violence. I mean, come on, people. Yes, I understand that it's saying something about society, but what it's saying about society is is something that that isn't intellectual. It's not new. It's not creative. It's boring. It's bland, and it's been and it's, it's just so repetitive. It it could be so much better. And the fact that people are saying, you know, that it's the best film of the year. It annoys the shit out of me. 
and people are cosplaying as Joker. Do you not understand that you're supposed to despise this character? Yes, you can relate to some of the issues he has, right? And that's okay. But you're not supposed to want to be him. You're not supposed to want to, to be an, an anarchist that is uh, that becomes a murderer and, and a, a villain because, uh, you know, because your mom abused you and because uh, you don't have any money. That's stupid. That's like, okay. Joker took inspiration from the King of Comedy and Taxi Driver. Those are both factual statements. You can look it up. I'm sure that it's in plenty of interviews. <laughs> this is where I start to get really angry because Joker, the character Joker, is a ripoff of Travis Bickle from Taxi Driver. He does the exact same things as Travis Bickle. I'm not going to give a spoiler alert for this because Taxi Driver has been out for fucking years and you should have seen it already but but what happens in taxi driver is travis bickle uh has ptsd and the government doesn't give a shit about him because the government doesn't actually give a shit about veterans and so this man with a mental health issue uh decides man this city is garbage i'm gonna clean up the streets and he falls in love with a woman that and this woman doesn't love him he uh, tries to assassinate a politician, and it doesn't work. And then he decides to go and shoot up a bunch of gangsters, and everyone praises him as a hero. You're telling me that Joker isn't just a ripoff and rehash of Taxi Driver when I could have just replaced Travis Bickle with Joker, and it would have been the same fucking movie? Come on, people. Get some, you know, grow some balls and, and call a movie out on its bullshit when it has bullshit. It's, it's sad. It's very sad because people are holding Joker uh, up to this, this uh, putting, putting it up on this pedestal and calling it the best film of the year. And they're ignoring films like, um, off the top of my head, they're ignoring films like Diane and uh knives out i mean knives out isn't a great example but it's still a fantastic movie um you know they're ignoring pain and glory they're ignoring portrait of a lady on fire they're ignoring the lighthouse they're ignoring you know countless other films that are significantly more uh purposeful and and dramatic and beautiful compared to joker and it's so sad it's so so sad now I also want to make the statement that the new Safdie Brothers films, Uncut Gems, is not the best film of the year either. Okay, it has problems. It really has problems. Adam Sandler's performance is good, yes. It's, it's the best performance of his career, yes. But is it Oscar-worthy compared to, um, let's say, Adam Driver or even Joaquin Phoenix? Uh, no, not at all. I mean, I absolutely adored Adam Sandler's performance. It was, it fit the character perfectly, right? Nobody else could have done that. Um, and I owe him a shit ton of respect for that role. But when you look at his, his, his performance compared to, um, let's say, uh, Robert Pattinson in The Lighthouse, where he literally becomes a crazy old seaman 
I would have said semen, but that just sounds disgusting. Or you you look at um, Adam Driver's performance in Marriage Story. It feels like you are in that film going through a divorce. It's awful. It's an awful feeling. It's terrible. I hate it, but I love it so, so much. And Joaquin Phoenix, of course, his performance was fantastic. He took a shitty film and made it bearable. Thank you for that. But, but with Uncut Gems, I really don't see the hype surrounding it. I, I, I'm not going to get into it too much in this, in this episode uh, because it's, it's not really the point uh, of this episode. But, man, if you compare it to Good Time, the, the last Safdie Brothers film, the last Safdie Brothers films felt so uh, creative and so, so chaotic and, and just, you know, beautiful. And yes, I will, I will say Uncut Gems almost reaches that level, but it felt like the Safdie brothers really dumbed down their creativity and their style in order for mass appeal. Um, and I hate saying that because I, I hate seeing great directors uh, tone down their style in order to, to gain more attention, but it happens, you know, and, and Uncut Gems, I'd still give it probably an 8 out of 10. You know, it's a fantastic film, absolutely amazing, but but it's not comparable again to uh, *Pain and Glory* or uh, *Parasite* or *The Lighthouse* or any any of those films. You know, um, we gotta stop praising films uh, for their endings because uh, it's not a masterpiece, and you just like the ending, okay? Just because an ending is fantastic and it's so satisfying and, you know, it makes you want to jump out of your seat and say, holy fuck, that was amazing. You can't forget all of the bullshit you dealt with throughout the rest of the film. Okay, you really need to start concentrating on all the shit and all of the positives and, and make a fair review because that's why Joker and that's why Uncut Gems are, are two of the most overrated films of the year. And um, if you think... I'm wrong. Uh, you can argue with me. That's okay. I'll have a debate with you. But you can't just say I'm wrong and not have any evidence. Uh, if you come up with a, a, a rebuttal to my arguments, I'll listen to it or I'll read it and I'll tell you what I think. But when you look at <laughs> when you look at Joker and Uncut Gems, people are praising them as the best films of the year, and they they watched Parasite or they watched uh, Pain and Glory, and they say no, those weren't as good. And I'll say why, and they'll say, well, I just didn't like them as much. Okay, you know what? There's a difference between quality and enjoyment, right? And Parasite has quality and enjoyment combined. Boom. It's a beautiful film. The Lighthouse has quality. For some people it has enjoyment, for some people it doesn't. Uncut Gems has, has quite a bit of quality and, and quite a bit of enjoyment mixed together, right? Um, and Joker has very little quality and quite a lot of enjoyability. And, you, and, and enjoyability really fucks with the score of, of quality whenever you look at uh, people reviewing films. 
Now, you have to take a, a step back and think, okay, I'm going to set my, my enjoyment aside for a second, and I'm going to analyze the film for its cinematography, for its screenplay, for its directing, for its acting, for uh, uh, the special effects in it, for the score. You have to look at all of the technical aspects first. Then you form your opinion on that. And then you say, okay, did I enjoy this film more than the last one? Blah, blah, blah. And then you start making lists and, and, and giving numbers to it. You can't just say, I enjoyed it more than the other ones, even though the quality wasn't as good. So it's the best film of the year. No, that's not how it works. You can rate films however you want, but if you don't have an argument for your film, I, 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 I don't respect your review. <laughs> you have to have a strong, firm thesis with argumentative uh, supporting topics. Otherwise, it's not valid. And I haven't found any supporting uh, arguments to explain why Joker is the best film of the year. Or Uncut Gems. Both of them are just, they were really enjoyable and they said some cool things. Okay, great. Okay, go and watch Parasite and tell me that film isn't better. Oh my god. Okay, well, I'm going to end this episode here. Um, I'm really, really interested in what people have to say about uh, Joker. Uh, and if you believe, <laughs> and if you believe underrated films exist because they fucking do. Um, I'm not too interested in, in talking about Uncut Gems with you because I still agree it's a fantastically beautiful film. Uh, very anxiety inducing, very creative, very original, and I loved it. Uh, 8 out of 10, great film. Joker, probably a 7 out of 10 for me, maybe a 6. I can't decide one or the other. I'm going to go with a seven. Um, but, uh, you know, I'll talk about Joker. I'll talk about overrated and underrated films because those are interesting topics to me. But but with Uncut Gems, I, I agree that it's a great film, so there's nothing to talk about there. Uh, if you want to reach me, uh, look me up on Facebook. My name is Dylan Barker. Uh, if you're part of the A24 film group, you know, look me up on there. Um, my YouTube channel is youtube.com forward slash Dylan Barker films. And, uh, you can reach me on Twitter. I'm not on there very often because uh, Twitter can be very, very annoying. Um, but, uh, on Twitter I'm at Barker reviews and my letterbox is Barker Dylan 17. So if you want to argue with me, please talk to me. I want to hear your argument. I'm very interested in what you have to say. Um, so I think that's all I have to say. Joker was extremely overrated. Didn't make any statements. Uncut Gems was overrated. Uh, and, uh, you know, underrated films exist. Okay. They just do. It's just a fact. Uh, and the last thing I want to leave you with is the idea that it's not a masterpiece. You just liked the ending. <laughs>